Hi, this is Justin Connors, co-host of the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week we had a little bit of trouble with the audio from our guest interviews, but we liked the interview so much we wanted to play it anyway. So please stick around and enjoy the interview, and if you don't like the audio quality, just blame it on Jamie. Hey, Affirmative. That was definitely an e-ticket. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. For a while we didn't even have a house phone, not to mention laser discs, high-def TV. You are listening to The Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This week on the show... When we started working here, we we had no idea that we would be, we went down, we didn't know we would be in working this long in animated television. And yeah, we only parked in the 20 minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Joseph from Staten Island, New York, and you're listening to the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Episode 19 starts now. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. I don't know if this week we're meaning to really promote Netflix, but I'm just on. Just kind of happened that way. Yeah, but I mean, full like everybody listening, full uh, disclosure. I guess the word is I'm on the stream team, but this has nothing to do with being on the stream team. And yeah. Jamie, you have a connection too. Um, yeah, I am. I'm not on the stream team, but through um, through Geek Dad, I actually went out. Uh, a couple weeks ago now, I was actually out at DreamWorks uh, Animation in California, in L- Glendale. Glendale? Yeah, Glendale, LA. Right. And um, I was actually out there for a couple days of media events for uh, Dragons Race to the Edge and another upcoming show they've got coming in August, Dino Trucks. Um, so um, we were under no obligation to do this. It was just um, right. the guys were really cool. I met them, I talked to them, and I wanted to see if they were going to be on the show and they agreed. So, um, yeah, we're getting nothing. We're like, right. no kid, no kickbacks, well, no money. We're not getting anything out of this. Then well, this and is I, totally- and I mean, to be fair, I, no, no matter if, you know, Netflix is sending me free iPads to talk about them. I would talk about them anyway. Cause I love Netflix, <laughs> you know, yeah. seven ninety nine a month. You can't go wrong. Whatever right, we, don't, we don't need to be that promotional. Yes, we do. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this week um, we are joined by Art Brown and Douglas Sloan, um, who are currently the executive producers and quote unquote showrunners of Dragons Race to the Edge, which is one of the the, the, the newest um, Netflix Netflix exclusive show from DreamWorks Animation. Um, obviously, it's a it's a spinoff from the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Uh, it's the newest show. The first thirteen episodes, which is season one, dropped. Um, a couple weeks ago now, um, and if you have not checked it out, definitely check it out. Um, and I know some of you are thinking, "What DreamWorks? <laughs> Elephant Dream- in the room. Let's address Dr- it. <laughs> Dr- DreamWorks? Is this a different show? Um, we can find a Disney connection to anything. Um, everybody who is in um, the entertainment industry has some sort of connection to Disney, no matter how how slim. And we'll find it. Um, and just so so listen on we make we, we bring it back full circle and uh, they do have a Disney connection um, it will come up but primarily um, um, we're talking about dragons this week and first of all thank you for being on the show this is fantastic to have you guys our pleasure absolutely 
Um, so let's talk about Dragons Race to the Edge, uh, the new series for a bit. Uh, the first season just premiered on Netflix. Um, and I guess, could you just sort of give us a sense for what it's all about and, and what people can expect to see? I think uh, the what people can expect to see is if you've seen the first movie and the first series and you've seen the second movie, we are filling in the gaps between those two things. So you'll see a lot of really cool stuff that explains things that happened in the second movie that you wouldn't necessarily get answers to, like the flight suit, how Stoic got his dragon, how Hiccup and Astrid came together. And dragon blade. The, the dragon blade, stuff like that. And you'll also... Uh, the kids are sort of going off on their own, going away to college is the is how we like to put it. So uh, they're living on their own place called uh, Dragon's Edge, and uh, you know they're they're more sort of running their own lives instead of taking direction from the grownups that are around them, which is pretty cool. And having to deal with issues on their own, whether it's what the edge is going to look like, how they're going to build it, because they build it themselves or how they're going to deal with potential new bad guys or, you know, always new dragons, new locations, new tribes, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, as they, as they come of age more, this is a big step for them to go out on their own and, and, and handle things. I have to ask for permission and all that sort of stuff. That's was sort of always, um, you know, happening for them in Berg. Yeah. So is there a, um, you know, in a lot of, like geeky properties people like to talk about canon you're like what's canon what's not canon um is there an official dragons canon that you guys track yeah i mean we track a lot you through the franchise yeah yeah i mean we track a lot through the franchise you know there's there's places we can we can go there's places we can tease and and drop uh you know easter eggs and um and then there's Places that we can't based on where the movies, you know, may go, where the third third movie may go. Um, but with regards to this show, we're able, you know, we're able to, to track things a lot easier because we know exactly where we end up. You know, we end up before the beginning of that second movie. So it gives us sort of a defined uh, playing field. Which is actually great because uh, in days past, when we didn't know what the second movie was really going to be about, it was tough because you'd write a script or a couple of the storyline and then you'd realize that it was stepping on something that the second movie was doing. But now we know what the second movie is. So we know exactly what we can and can't do. And it's, it's made it kind of, you know, a lot, e not easier, but it's, it's made it a lot better for us in telling stories because we know where where we're supposed to go and where we can go and they and uh you know dean and 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 bonnie and the movie people have also you know now that we've worked with them for four and a half years mm -hmm. you know they trust us and they sort of give us more leeway to, to as long as we don't step on certain things and if there's something we're not sure about we check with them but you know we're pretty much free to do what we want in most cases, uh, as long as we as long as we tie things up and we end up where we end up, we can sort of spread out and go this way and that way and 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 have fun with it. So the show lives, you know, one thing that's important for us is that the show lives on its own. Right. Um, and 
that's really important. As much as it must tie to the franchise, it also we also want it to have its uh, its life of its own. Yeah. So it fits into there's an overall chronology that's beyond just the movie. So the previous two series, does that also fit into the chronology or, or are they sort of like, are, are they non-canon or do all three series work together, but on their own as well? Everything rolls together. I mean, if you look at the first series, it's after the first movie and it, you know, goes for a while and then we pick them up again a year and a half before the second movie. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a, a gap, a time gap in there, but we pick them up, you know, almost at the age they are in the second movie, which completely changed our ability to tell stories because you're you're dealing with different aged people. Um, but it, it all chronologically hooks up. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And we even try to, you know, I mean – the other aspects of the franchise, they all try to stay within a certain boundary level, um, whether it's, you know, the gaming or, or uh, you know, the print or uh, what have you. Okay. So after the two series, uh, the other previous series being on a traditional network, Cartoon Network, why did you make the jump to Netflix? Was that, was that something you decided or was there reasons for it? We always make all the decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I figured everything that happened. No. We always do. Yeah, we, that, that really had nothing to do with us. Uh, only that we were the beneficiaries of, of that jump. And I think that, um, you know, DreamWorks created this whole new sort of world over at Netflix where a lot of their properties are, are ending up as programming. And we were lucky enough to be part of that package. And it's changed the way we sort of tell stories and do business because, you know, Netflix is a very non-constricting creative environment. It's they let you, they believe that you understand what your franchise is about or what your show is about. And they let you create you know, based on that belief. So for us, it's fantastic. You know, we're, we're allowed to tell the stories we want to tell, stay true to the franchise. And, and it's been, it's been a blessing. It's a good marriage with Netflix and DreamWorks because, you know, DreamWorks is known for these iconic characters, um, iconic, you know, movies, iconic worlds and, and Netflix, their, you know, uh, kid space is, is huge. And, that marriage is great for us because it just, it, it, it meshes really well. And just having the Netflix name on your show, you know, DreamWorks has a great name in animation. Let's, let's, you know, it's fantastic. And, you know, the history of DreamWorks is amazing, but in, in current day, the Netflix shows, you know, you put Netflix in front of it and, and you think quality and cutting edge and that type of thing. So, you know, we're really lucky to have both those names associated with the show. Yeah, it was cool this, uh, this you know, Friday when we premiered the show, uh, just to watch it on Netflix. It was cool mm-hmm. just to hear the little Netflix thing and see, yeah. the, see the Netflix card. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just says something yeah. about your show when that's in front of you. Yeah, which being is really huge cool. fans of Netflix, you know, right. just being fans of Netflix is fantastic. It's funny that you mentioned that because I sat down with my kids over the weekend and they watched the first few episodes and that was actually something that they picked up on. And my daughter asked me, she's like, well, how come it says Netflix at the beginning? And she, <laughs> yeah. She's six and I'm trying to explain it to her, you know, and and she's like, but 
but all the other shows don't say Netflix before the show. <laughs> and try explaining that to a six-year-old, like how yeah. there's special programming that's like original to Netflix. She just doesn't get it. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you, you mentioned... But it's true, though. Oh, it is. Um, what's that? Did your kids like the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they, they just... Could, they kept asking for yeah. more. So. I'm I'm on the I'm on the Netflix stream teams, and I got uh, pre access to the first six episodes. And my son, yeah, my son wanted me to just like I have a four year old boy, and he just that's all he wanted to do was watch. He kept asking me for it, <laughs> so he looked. We enjoyed it, and that's fantastic. You had mentioned um, the creative freedom at at Netflix, and and how they just they trust you to tell the right stories and good stories, but. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how that compares to your experiences on the two previous shows and other shows that you've worked on in the past. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it instills a trust in you. Like, you know, a lot of times with, with, you know, it's a different beast, right? A lot of times with net, with networks and, you know, uh, typical networks, you, there's a lot, they have a lot more, uh, they would create a, a, a note process. There's a lot more, you know, for lack of a better term, cooks in the kitchen, and you're trying to appease a lot of a lot of different branches, whether it's the executives or S&P or whatever. And so you're just having to deal with a lot more, you know, a lot more suggestions than than sometimes you care to deal with. Right. Uh, and uh, with Netflix, you don't, you, there isn't much of that. I and mean, we obviously have our executives here at the studio that we work very closely with and we, and we make sure we're all on the same page. But when it comes to them, they let you make your show. And, and, and historically, if you look back at the shows that, that we love, they're, they're done, you know, I mean, in the grown-up space, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones they're, they're, pretty much in the control of the writers and the directors and they are allowed to do what they want to do and those are the best shows if there's a singular vision to that show and i think that's why a big reason why the netflix shows work is because they've all got a singular vision and and whatever that show happens to be whether it's a you know orange is the new black or house cards whatever they all have you know a singular creative vision instead of 20 people chiming in, which is, is death to a creative process, you know? Yeah. You can usually tell when the show uh, has been, you know, noted to, noted to death or watered down a little bit or what have you. Because a lot of times, you know, in, in creative process, sometimes notes are great. I mean, sometimes you get great notes from everybody, but, you know, a lot of times it just doesn't necessarily make a show, make a show better. It just makes it different. And so you struggle with that a lot, trying to maintain your creative integrity while at the same time appeasing everybody around you. Right. Right. Um, as showrunners, which is a term we hear a lot, but I don't think many people really understand what that means. Um, can you give a sense for what you need to juggle sort of on a day-to-day -day basis? Fruit. Love yeah, fruit. a lot of fruit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trying to stay away from chainsaws or anything. Well, fire. Yeah, so, yeah. You're not, so you're not that good. You haven't graduated. No, 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 okay. no. But, um, you know, it's funny because showrunner is becoming this sort of popular term in the, in the TV business. And it's, you know, there's showrunners 
are different. All showrunners are different in that many showrunners just like to stay in the writing room and run the writing and deal with that part of it. Uh, some showrunners, you know, we are the type of showrunners who we really want to be involved with everything. We want to be involved with the writing, the mixing, the animation, the recording, the recording, all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, a television show has to have a certain continuity of creativity from beginning to end. So, you know, some one or two need to be watching that the whole time. And that's why we're really hands on. And if you're going to if you're going to be hands on showrunners the way we are, it's actually better that there's two of us, because yeah. a lot of times we divide and conquer. Yeah. Um, you know, we both have the our, our sensibilities are the, are the same. You know, we oftentimes have the exact same notes, uh, whatever process we're in. But we'll go in a day. We'll go from working with the writers to reviewing a. An animatic with the directors to seeing animation and lighting to go into record the actors to a sound mix. I mean, it, it's it, that's what's fun about it. I mean, you 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 change hats all the time, yeah. And it's really fun and it keeps you busy and it and but the, you know the the main purpose of it, as Doug said, is to maintain the creative integrity across. And, the and a TV show really is a, a chain with a lot of links to it and. When a link breaks, the whole show breaks down. Like if it's a, if the if the recording is bad, or if the animation's bad, or the script is bad, or anything goes wrong, then the show goes wrong. So it's our job to make sure that everything is is correct and right yeah. and and true to the franchise. There's also added pressure that comes with that because it, it starts and ends with us. So I mean, it's added pressure for us, but it's also a layer of protection for everybody that works for us because in the end of the day, if something doesn't work, it's our fault. Right. Yeah. So it allows our creative team or whoever, whether directors, writers, whatever, to do what they do and put their best foot forward. And then ultimately bigger decisions that have to be made come down to us yeah. and it sort of insulates them a little bit and lets them be creative and do what they do best. Mm -hmm. Right. So kind of uh, sticking with that, um, you've produced a lot of episodes of Dragons across the different series. Do you find that you've run into any creative obstacles spending like a significant amount of time with the same characters and the same worlds? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're you – know, look, it's always – the great thing about our show is that we're always introducing new dragons. So new right. dragons always create – there's usually a theme that will be associated with with those shows, the new dragons, and then you have your sort of overarching episodes. Anytime you add a character, it always increases your storytelling or you go to a new location that increases your storytelling. I mean, just the idea of these kids going off on their own and aging them up opens you up to a whole new level of storytelling, which is one of the reasons why we ultimately decided to do that. There was a lot of discussion going forward, you know, between the last uh, series and this one, what we were gonna do and that opened us up in a lot of ways because they're off on their own, they're older, there's different stories you can tell. And the cool thing about a, a show is you don't run out of stories to tell because you've got all your characters. So, you know, you're very conscious about how, you know, doing shows about, okay, let's center on this character for this show or this, this rider and this dragon. So it, it, it gives you a lot of 
space and depth to, to tell stories Which about. Is, and that's not to say that we don't, at the beginning of every season, go, oh, man, what are we going to do? What are we going <laughs> to what, what are we, I mean, we told every story there is to tell, and somehow we managed to come up with another, you know, 13 or 26 or whatever it is, right. um, you know, because they're great, great characters that Dean, Dean and uh, Chris created. And so they really are so well drawn that that's what keeps us, you know, right. gives us the ability to continue to write stories. Probably the biggest obstacle is, is when you're starting out a new season, because every season has to be better than the last one. Right. You know, we have we have a level that we know our fans expect. So there's that pressure that you want to make sure you're not treading over ground you've treaded before. That you're telling new, fresh stories that they're they're that they feel they feel fresh. They feel in places that we haven't explored before. So that pressure, that's probably the biggest obstacle. Yeah, the, the great thing this year was the Dragon Eye for us. Uh, having created that, it sort of gave us a great springboard to explore all sorts of new and interesting villains and dragons and stuff like that, uh, just based on that one little uh, element of, of story. So the first 13 episodes are out there now. We get some new dragons. We get some new characters. Um, can you give a hint about what's still to come in terms of are we going to continue to see new dragons? Are we going to continue to see new characters? I mean, we, we already know that the, the world is expanding because um, yeah. they set up the edge and, and you're, they're, they're just growing out from there. But um, sort of what can people look forward to? Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll definitely always see new dragons. And we probably about half of our shows typically per season will be new new dragons. I think you'll see some dragons come back that mm -hmm. maybe uh, we only spent a little bit of time with in the prior seasons um you know you'll see you know we we definitely gave some information about heather and dagger i think you're going to see that storyline unfold in some really cool and creative ways now that we know their relationship um, and we'll have some definitely have some new characters some new characters uh, for sure are, you know we've got an amazing two amazing actors that were you know we can't really reveal but uh Incredibly excited about about them coming on the show. Yeah, we talked about uh, Alfred. Molina oh yeah, before. Alfred Molina. We've talked yeah. about before yeah. coming on, and uh, it's it's awesome, man. We get we're so lucky to have like Mark Hamill we've had in the past, mm. and most of the movie guys are in the show, and they just you know they wouldn't let anyone else do those characters because yeah. they're so beloved, and and we reap rewards of that. So lucky. And I will tell you this, that we we had this discussion this weekend after look at watching the episodes, excuse me, uh, together as one, just knowing what's coming. Like yeah. mm -hmm. it's the show gets better and better and better. Like it's it's really we had we were talking on the phone this weekend about, man, I can't wait for, for these guys to, to see what's coming next, because it really does. It really continues yeah. to evolve both in a storytelling and in a uh, effects and visual way that we're pushing the boundaries of television. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's especially we're pushing the boundaries of animated family TV, you know, that you can just turn on your TV and see. I mean, some of the stuff we've got coming up is just is astounding. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a visual effects uh, 
artist named David Jones who sort of creates all these things for us and he loves a challenge and we have challenged him to the mm-hmm. nth degree this year and some of the stuff you see with water interaction and mm-hmm. and uh and just the effects the new dragons yeah. that are coming down the down the pike you know there's some really cool you know because you're always trying to go all right how do we we've seen this before so what how do how do we continue to evolve that and make it more exciting you know yeah. um, right. and comedy wise there's some really you know there's some really funny episodes coming up as well. Perfect. So the third film is in development right now. Are you guys involved with the film at all? Like consulting with ideas or talking about it? We haven't been as of yet. Um, and, you know, we've, what we've told Bonnie, the producer and Dean, the director is that we're always there to help anytime you need us just, you know, reach out and we're happy to help. Um, you know, DreamWorks is a very, very collaborative studio, so mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point we will, you know, be called upon to at least take a look and, you know, give whatever notes we have. And, you know, we did that with the last movie yeah. and, yeah. and, you know, it's, a, it's, they really, really like to hear from, from the people that are in the inner circle right. about. The and as, and as Dean has told us before, you know, we've spent so many more hours with these characters. Yeah, so right. uh, we're always happy to to yeah. to share, you know, especially especially the side characters, especially the co-stars, because you just don't have the time to do that in the movies. Yeah. Excellent. Um, moving away from dragons for a few minutes, um, wanted to just talk about a few of the things that you guys have done prior to this. Um, and I know, Doug, you come from a, um, a long history with Power Rangers. Um, history. <laughs> Along and I, just some numbers here that I have is that you you produced three hundred episodes. I, I would say over the years, yeah, because you know you did thirty eight to forty two episodes a year, um, and you know I came in uh, in maybe year two and was there till year five, and then I went away and I came back when Disney took the show. And I brought it to New Zealand and, you know, did another hundred or so in New Zealand. I mean, it's, it was a long, long run. And, you know, I also produced and directed and wrote and, you know, it was, and I was very young at the time. So it was almost like film school. I mean, it was, (laughs) you know, it was a huge machine that just sort of kept moving, but we were all learning as we went yeah and I, I wrote a, I wrote wrote a, a couple, couple episodes, episodes for him yeah. during that time too yeah. and i was just like man i don't know how you do this man yeah. <laughs> it's so different it's so different yeah. like there's the way your brain works because right. you, you right. have to reverse engineer based on footage yeah. right i mean he could japanese speak, footage yeah. basically you know, that's how the shows are written is you get the japanese footage then you cut out what you don't need then you write the our story <laughs> the footage and at that time it was like your vhs so you're yeah. having like right. stop it and like time code it, <laughs> and, uh, it was crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was you know some of the greatest you know times of my life were working on those shows new zealand and then you know i worked on a, a lot of disney channel movies i probably did eight or nine of those and you know those were fantastic so you learn you know you sort of learn something yeah phase yeah i mean that's a that's a huge chunk of your career right there just just in just in power rangers in that universe i mean does it 
And I guess this this does relate back to dragons. What we talked about before is because you've spent so much time with dragons and you've done so many episodes and you've done so many episodes of Power Rangers. I mean, does it ever get difficult writing for the same characters? And I, I mean, I know Power Rangers, it was a lot of different series. So technically they were different people under each of the masks. But I mean, it's basically it's this, it's the same Rangers every every show. Yeah, it's funny because I actually get less... Uh, I don't want to say bored, but I, it's, I think it's more creatively fulfilling for me to write this show, even though they're the same characters. Because at the end of the day, Power Rangers is a very formulaic show. I mean, it, it is exactly the same in every episode, what happens, when it happens, how it happens. Yeah. And, and you're writing the same thing. There's only so many characters you can come up with. And... You know, it just after a while, you sort of, you know, when I left Power Rangers, you know, it was, I just did not want to end up with a picture of a Power Ranger on my tombstone. <laughs> I died. Well, I, wanted to be known I don't for blame you. <laughs> I wanted to be known for something else. And, and but, I mean, I, now it's toothless. Yeah, now it's toothless, which is, I'm happy with that. But it's pretty miraculous, you know, for me to have been, you know, able to work on two, you know, big sort of franchise shows. But I feel like, you know, Power Rangers was great. It was a great learning experience. But this is, I mean, you're talking about one of the most, the highest quality, creatively brilliant uh, franchises in kids' TV history or movies or whatever. So... You know, for me, this is just, you know, this is the, the blessing yeah. of all blessings. And we talk about that, you know, like you you, you don't, in the midst of going through, uh, you know, as many years and episodes of, as we've been through, we don't, it's not lost on us that, you know, we're, you don't often get to work on one of the best no, shows in anything, right? So it's just rare that, you, that you're that you doing it and, and you're kind of, we stop a lot and we go, hey, this is pretty cool because <laughs> it's it's a really great franchise. Yeah, man. yeah, it's good that you recognize that. I think a lot of people probably would might not. A lot of people would just see something like this as it's job. It's a job I got to get through. It's too much, too many deadlines to meet, and they don't they don't take the time to to realize in the moment what they're actually doing. We're yeah. so fortunate. I mean, we are so so lucky to to be able to do what we do and to be part of this amazing thing. You know, because there's so much, other, so many other things we could be doing that are not up to what this, you know, the yeah. quality of this show. So really, really lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fan base is awesome. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's yeah. just, it's it's great. It's really really cool. Yeah. That do you guys get to interact with the fans? Uh, any any? I mean, yeah. how how does that work? We try to, you know. Um, we do a, definitely at the. Um, at the comic cons and wonder cons and that sort of thing for sure. Um, and then, you know, we try to as much as possible and, you know, we both just started really getting on Twitter and, you know, doing that whole thing, which has been interesting. You know, there's always, I mean, I experienced this on power Rangers. There's no matter how many fans love you, there's always one that has your picture as a dart on their <laughs> wants to end your life. So, but you always learn something yeah, from them. I mean, absolutely. even if people are look, if they're if fans are happy or they're upset, it's only because they care. They're passionate so, about it. Yeah, really? they're passionate. And so yeah. you you know, you always take something from it. You yeah. know, someone's everyone's gonna have their own favorite characters, everyone's gonna have what they 
would do or they would want to see. And we understand that. Um, sometimes there's a lot of reasons why things can't happen, yeah. don't happen. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Art, I know you guys have worked together on a lot of projects, but I was looking through, um, <laughs> I, I was, I was doing some detective work on your IMDB page. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, there are two that stuck out to me. Um, I know. One, one of which I can't say unless I want to get an explicit tag. Right. And uh, the other is Eating Las Vegas. Yes. Um, can you talk about those? <laughs> yeah, the one that you can't talk about was was a fun little idea uh, that uh, I directed uh, that we did. That We went up to like the Aspen Comedy Film Festival and we had a lot of fun with it. It was one of those wacky ideas that was just a lot of uh, derivations of one word, which was just a lot of fun. And Eating Las Vegas was actually the first, I had just come off uh, writing and producing a, the first movie I wrote, which was called Best Men with uh, Drew Barrymore and Dean Cain and Andy Dick and all these people. And uh, wrote and direct, had this idea around the time that Leaving Las Vegas came out uh, called Eating Las Vegas. And it was about this, big huge guy who goes to vegas to eat himself to death and we basically just exchanged <laughs> we literally took the script and exchanged i mean almost <laughs> exchanged everything that was booze to food and it just worked so perfectly and julie benz actually played the um uh elizabeth shoe role and we got some people to reprise their roles from leaving las vegas we yeah. got Xander Berkeley to do a role for us. And then we got people that we knew like Dean Kane to do a role for us. And it was just one of those really fun experiences where, you know, we went to Vegas, we shot in this casino, they, we got talked them into letting us flip a, a blackjack table. I mean, things that you look back now and you go, I don't know how we, yeah, how we talked them into doing that. Film, so it looks beautiful. I mean, it's yeah. not, your cheesy little short. It's a really great looking, funny, funny film. Yeah, it was it was a lot a lot of fun. Uh, one of the funner times I've had uh, making uh, making a film. It was it was a you know because you're you're stealing shots and you're yeah. doing stuff. You know it's it's rogue filmmaking. You know, um, and you're in Las Vegas and right. it was just it was a hoot. Yeah. Is it available anywhere? Yeah, it should be. It should be on uh, YouTube. I know there's some sites it was on. I mean, um, I wasn't that much of a detective, obviously. I saw <laughs> it and I was really intrigued, but I wanted to get your input before I, I started to hunt. It's down. really funny. It's okay. really funny. Um, it's a good time. It's a really good time. Awesome. I'm I know. I know what I'll be doing tonight. So yeah, no, Jamie, you go ahead, man. I'll, All right. No, technically we're a we're a Disney theme podcast. Um, sure. But what we've we very quickly learned is that we can make a Disney connection with anybody, um, and I, you guys already made it for us, so um, which is beautiful. But um, I know that um, you, Doug, you particularly have worked on a number of Disney Channel live action films, and I'm just wondering if you could talk about the differences and, and different challenges and with working in animation versus live action. I mean, both of you can, can talk, speak to that. Disney uh, is a very, very specific brand, and Disney Channel, and so it really is all about fulfilling their brand, and, and the movies they do 
you know, the live action movies are very, very specific to girls ages so-and-so to so-and-so. And, and, and I had a great time. I mean, I worked with Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato and, you know, I worked with Victoria Justice, he and I did. And, and, you know, it was great time, but, you know, in animation for me, the pace is a little more relaxing for me. It's, it goes out, takes longer. It's a little slower. It's a little more mellow. You don't really deal with uh, the personalities that you deal with on a live action movie. I mean, when you're dealing with, when you're doing movies for teenagers, you have teenagers in the movies Yeah, (laughs) and having teenagers in the movies can be Um, absolutely crazy. I mean, because they're just kids I mean, and, and, and they're just like anybody else. So you're getting all those insane problems and your mom and dad and your uncle and you're the priest and you're the, you know, whatever it is, you got to take care of them in all those different ways. Whereas in animation, you know, they come in for a couple hours and they record and, and then you really don't see them anymore. It's it, I, to me, it's a lot more uh a lot less stress in that way um and even you're you know when you're doing live action you're dealing with hours and kids hours and you know factoring that into your days and you're always up against the clock and you're always coming down you've got three scenes left to shoot what do you do you're losing your your one kid in 15 minutes and you got an hour with the other you know in animation a lot of times especially with our show uh the Adults voice kids' roles many times, so uh, or at least kids that are over eighteen. Yeah. So you're not dealing with that sort of stuff, um, even though you wouldn't really have to that much because your hours aren't as long. But it just it just does help out. Yeah. When I was working with Selena and Demi, they were it was the same movie. It was called Princess Protection Program, and they were both fifteen at the time, so they could only work six or seven hours a day, and they were the stars of the movie. So it was pretty much next to impossible but with our show with animation it's like you know most of the actors are adults they come in for a couple hours they're you know they don't have to go through makeup and any of that stuff and they give great performances and you know it's just a it's an amazing art form animation to me and i I didn't have a lot of experience in it before i came here i had no experience in cg um or 3d animation and it's it's an amazing art form and it's getting better and better and better as, as time goes along and that's why you also get a lot of uh really really good actors who want to do it like you they love it yeah it's it's easy for them they can come in in their sweats or yeah. if they're, mm-hmm. you can do them isdn from wherever they are and um it's just you know you it's not a, a huge time commitment. And so you can get a, that's why a lot of these shows and movies and they get really, really good actors because they enjoy doing it. And a lot of them too, the adults have kids like David Tennant, for example, who does fight Lab for us. He's incredible. And he was telling us recently that like his kids are now the age to watch the show. Right. And he is now the coolest he's ever been in his house. And this is the guy who's Dr. Who. This is Dr. The Doctor. Yeah. 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 Now he's cool. And now he's cool. And it's just really funny to hear that, you know? It must make you guys feel good. Oh, my God. He is amazing. I mean, we the actors we work with are just astounding to me. It's just, yeah, we're so lucky. So I know you guys are going to be on the show for a while, hopefully. Um, But 
you got to already be thinking about what's what's next, what's coming down the pike. Do you have any? I mean, are are you looking at other shows? Are you looking at movies? Are you what, what's coming? Looking at rest, <laughs> <laughs> long hours of sleep, long hours vacation. of sleep, vacation. I mean, look, we we love working here. So uh, you know, with with the TV department uh, growing as it is here. Um, there's, there's, and the relationship with Netflix, there's, there's stuff that we would love to do. There's ideas that we have original ideas or stuff that I'm sure DreamWorks has it. They, uh, you know, want to talk to us about, um, and we'd love to figure out a way to combine the live action with the animation and do hybrid movies, maybe, or a hybrid series where mm-hmm. you're using both skill sets and combining them together would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, we we always are, are looking for our, what where we go next creatively, you know. Um, so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting because we have a lot of thoughts and I'm, I'm sure DreamWorks has a lot of thoughts. And, uh, you know, we'd love to stay in the family. Yeah. Keep, keep doing stuff. It's a great place to be. I mean, it really, really is. It must be nice to knowing that you have continual, you know, you have continual work with the series. You don't have to worry about where you're going or what you're looking for, shopping, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, to have a steady job. Eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, to have a steady job in this business, you know, it's pretty miraculous. I mean, I've been working, I've only ever worked in the kids' business, really, and it's been, you know, since 1990, so, you know, 20, 25 years. It's remarkable. It's just so fortunate. You know, and, uh, you know, I just hope that it continues. I mean, this is a of all the places I've worked and I would never say anything negative about any place I've worked. But this really is the greatest place, the greatest environment. And, I'm, I'm you know, we're happy here. And you don't take we don't take it for granted. Either, yeah. And that's a big thing to when we started working here. We we had no idea that we would be here for so long. Um, and it's it's what it's turned into. And it just, you know, we. We went down. We didn't know we would be in working this long in animated television, and yeah, we only parked in the twenty minutes. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now our cars booted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're happy about it. It's cool. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable because a lot of kids shows don't last very long, and they certainly don't last as long as the franchises you guys have been attached to. For sure. No, no, no. Yeah. For sure, like sixty. Right? Isn't that the magic uh, number? It used to be 64, and, yeah. and they've sort of, you know, they're pulling back on that a little bit. Um, you know, they're not, generally, they're not doing 64 as, as much as they used to, yeah. unless it's 11 minute shows, you know. Right. But to do as many as we've done is, is pretty mir- miraculous. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, do you guys have anything? Uh, We'll cut this part out because I'm I'm fumbling. But um, anything that you guys wanna you wanna put out there, like where how can people get in touch with you or? Uh, you well, put- we're both yeah. uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, please, you know, if you guys want, follow us on Twitter. We do interact with the fans and and, and yeah. talk to them and message them back. And if you follow yeah. us, we'll follow you. Yeah, we're just getting <laughs> going. And I'm at Art E Brown, and you're at uh, V R D J S. One four three, but just type in Douglas Sloan and you'll find me. Uh, that's, and, that's a good that's a good handle you got there. You know, the one thing is we love 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 the fans. We love talking to them. We love hearing from them. 
And uh, they're, the fans of this show are really quite brilliant and quite, uh, you know, they're really in touch with the property. And so it's uh, a pleasure to talk to them. So please feel free to, you know, to, to find us on Twitter. So hit you guys up on Twitter and bug you about when season two is coming. Bug us, try to get some info, squeeze us. Make us <laughs> I'm sure we'll slip up at some yeah. point. Any, any, any complaints, <laughs> send them along, you know. Yeah. We've only had to block one person so far. <laughs> and also, oh, we, been... also, also, we want to tell people, definitely go on Netflix to watch their new show. <laughs> and definitely. It's fantastic. Definitely. Go, if you don't have Netflix, get Netflix, you know. Um... And we really hope you guys like it because it's, uh, you know, yeah. it's a labor of love. And, and we think that, it's a show that you can watch with the whole family. So mom yeah. and dad from all ages will enjoy it. And, uh, you know, that's what's really made us the most proud. Yeah. And the new season will be coming sooner than you think. Yes. Uh, awesome. Oh, but yeah. My, my, my kids were uh, fans within the first five minutes. Uh, and they were just awesome. they were they were glued to the screen. So it's, Very, more it's episodes great. sooner is always a good thing. Um, yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. And thanks so much to Art and Doug for stopping by to our online world to have a chat with us. Um, it really is a great show. And I don't know, Jamie, you saw a couple of the episodes. And, um, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Dragon series, uh, like the movies, this is you know something you want to check out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got to say the the show is not a cheapened television version of the right. movies when, when i was out at dreamworks they showed us the first two episodes on a big screen and we, we were sitting in a little theater and so we saw those first two episodes on the big screen they're they're made for tv because it's through netflix but watching those episodes on the big screen still gave a very cinematic feel i mean right. they the show if you are a fan of the movies um the show has the same heart and it, it comes from the same place and you're going to be a fan of this. And it's great to see that because you don't want to see a movie studio like DreamWorks really, you know, almost like not care about their brand and just throw, yeah. you know, just throw a show out there to sell toys or whatever. These guys aren't. They're doing it legitimately and it's good. Yeah. I mean, it comes, it, they're passionate about the subject and it's not just Art and Doug. You know, I met a lot of people. I met the whole writing team while I was out there and I met, you know, some of the other, I met a director and a couple right. of producers. And they all come from the same place. They all come from this love of the characters and the love of the story. Um, and they're not just, this is not just a, you know, a job for them, for many of them. I'm sure, you know, maybe some of the animators, wherever they are, it might just be a job. But, um, yeah. For, but for the, for the creatives who are putting the show together, that this is a, uh, this is a labor of love and it shows. Perfect. Well, that's uh, pretty much all we have for this week. And we just want to, I just want to talk a quick second about, uh, subscribing. Why don't you guys hit subscribe? Please. That's a good idea, I think. That is a great idea. And after you hit subscribe, leave a comment. Yes. Wherever wherever you're downloading from, whether it's Stitcher, from it's iTunes, or it's straight off the Geek right. Dad page, or if it's from some other place that we don't even know about, but that is hosting our show, leave us a comment. Let exactly. other people know how awesome we are. <laughs> and reviews are nice, too. And uh, when you interact with us, it kind of tells us what you're liking, what you're not liking. And we'll go the direction if, you know, whatever you want to listen to, right? Like, we're going to go in that direction. Right now, we're, you know, we're just booking people based on what we think is awesome. And if that's the way you like it, then that's cool. But if there's something you want, suggest it. 
I'm I'm only kind of a jerk on Twitter, so you know. Only kind of, and he can't <laughs> he can't bite you through Twitter. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for coming back week after week. We will see you next week right here on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Have a good week. Have a good one. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.